Welcome to Holy Trinity Catholic Church from Beaverton, Oregon. Last week, you may remember, there was a steamroller in a backhoe in church. Well, let's take a look at the backhoe by digging a little deeper today. Rich Mullins, maybe who you know who that is, was a wonderful evangelical singer who once shared a story about the Irish and their sweaters. If you've been to Ireland, you may notice or have noticed that they have bulky sweaters that are very complicated. Well, he shared a story how historically the wives and mothers would knit their men a special sweater that was completely unique to them before they would go out to sea. What was special about the sweaters were their different kinds of knots that were woven and represented the prayers for these men. And because fish don't eat wool, if ever a fisherman was killed at sea and his disfigured body washed up on shore, often people would not know who it was by just looking at their ravaged body. Who could this possibly be? But having knit the unique knots in the men's sweaters, the women would be able to identify their husband or son simply by looking at the knots in their sweater and would say something like, ah, yes. I know this one. This one is mine. My friend's life has many trials and difficulties. And we can get pretty beat up and or carry wounds that nobody else knows and sometimes we don't even know we're carrying them. For some, it's almost unbearable. God knows this. And it's for this reason that he has sent his son, Jesus, to rescue us from the powers of darkness and sin. And he's the only one who can ultimately save us and bring us to heaven. So you may have heard and somebody may have asked you, have you been saved? Is that a question someone's asked you? Mm-hmm. And if you're going to college, I guarantee you'll hear this. I heard it many times at Oregon State University. Are you, have you been saved? Are you saved? As Catholics, this turn of phrase may be foreign to us. I remember going, what a what? Because nobody shared those phrases with me. But it is important as Catholics to be able to answer this question. But let me give you some background. So for some Christians, they believe that their salvation is guaranteed or assured regardless of what they have done and what they are currently doing. This doctrine is sometimes called once saved, always saved, or salvation security is another way of phrasing it. And it finds its roots in the reformer John Calvin. And prior to him, the doctrine from Martin Luther called saved by faith alone or sola fide in Latin. The church rejects both of these theologies or this, these teachings of these two individuals in this regard, for they do not take fully into account our free will. That is, someone's freedom to reject the free gift of God. Now, on the other side of this poll, there are those who are overcome and preoccupied with worry and or dread about 
whether they're going to heaven or not. And their conclusions are often not. These folks are convinced that their good works will earn them a place in heaven. And so they may not be necessarily driven to do good works out of love for others, but for their own survival, their selfishness. Not the ideal reason. I'm going to do this so I can get that. Can you imagine being used that way? I'm loving you so I can get to heaven. This is what is called works salvation or works righteousness. It's a theology also rejected by the church. So my friends, it is part of our broken psychological nature to go back and forth between these poles. But somewhere in the middle is the truth. No, we cannot earn salvation. It is a free gift. In the gospel that you hear today, Jesus challenged those who were presumptuous about their salvation. For again, we have free will. And while we are faithful now, I've known people who have turned away. You may as well. Now, a beautiful gift has happened for a lot of you when you were baptized. I hear we have a, a one-year anniversary for one of our children who was baptized. When you were baptized, you were given a garment. She still has her garment, I see. I'm wearing mine, it's in my alb, and the servers are wearing theirs in their albs. It's a sign of one's inherent now dignity as a Christian through their baptism. It's also why women wear white dresses. You might have thought of another reason, but it's the Christian dignity that you are given. As we look at the Irish tradition, I wonder, when Christians are baptized, what are those knots that would be in like their sweaters if they had them? But maybe that indelible mark that is particular to that person that God has given to them freely, grace poured upon them in that baptism. Now, what we do with our lives is our free will. There's boundaries, of course, around that. But that may help or harm our faith journey. We are all sinners, myself included, and we struggle with many things like shame, addictions, and any other order of sin or disorders. But one thing is for certain, and that is this. God knows you and wants you to be with him for eternity. And he has given us this sacrament of reconciliation in order to help us to return to our baptismal state of holiness when we have, through our own fault, sinned during our pilgrimage of our life. So, how do we answer the question, are you saved or have you been saved? Here's a Catholic response. And as Catholics, like a good Jesuit would do, there's three points. I'm diocesan, so I'm just borrowing from the Jesuits here. The answer to the question is, yes, I am saved. Okay? Yes is the answer. Why? Because I've accepted Jesus Christ, and I was baptized. So those are, that's the reason. And I am being saved, this is number two, as I run the race towards my ultimate destiny, which means turning to the Lord every day and responding to that gift through works of love towards my neighbor. 
And three, I hope to be saved as I strive to persevere and respond to God's grace until the end of my days. So yes, I've been saved, I am being saved, and I have hope to be saved. These are a good Catholic answer. It's not a one phrase thing that someone might want, but some things are so mysterious, it mean we need to give more as a response. So salvation is neither absolutely guaranteed, nor is it something we earn or own. It is a gift given to us by God. Instead, it is then something that should, in our faith, have fruits, such as hope and joy, not panic. If we're in a state of panic, then we have to look at our state of sin and repent. So in your final days on earth, or in mine, you and I will be marked with scars and sin and any other kinds of things that disfigured us. You've been maybe even just to a high school reunion, maybe some of you, and you're like, wow, that person was really beat up over time, and they're kind of looking at you too, probably going, yeah, you've been pretty, pretty, pretty beat up over time too, right? History's not been kind to some of us. But we need to hold on to the hope that, and have persevered in our faith. This is an everyday thing. That's why we come to Mass. And through God's grace, then may you enter through that narrow gate. And if you will, when you die and wash up on the shores of eternity, Abraham, Isaac, Jacob, all the prophets, and even the angels will see you. They may not recognize you for all the things that have happened to you, from being disfigured from the sin of the world. You may have been beat up as you've walked through your life. They may even say, what is this that is washed up? We're not even sure if it's human. But Jesus will say, oh no, this one is human. I know this one. This one is mine. And they will say something like, Jesus, how do you know who this is? And he will reply, well, you see that sweater he's got on? <laughs> Thank you for joining us. You can learn more on our parish website at h-t.org. We hope that you will subscribe to our YouTube channel or try and join us for Mass if you're local. Again, all the information will be on h-t.org.